Firecast, a podcast from MDM Publishing, brought to you in association with International Firefighter Magazine, reporting to municipal, industrial and fire training professionals. Welcome to this latest Firecast, where we get to discuss some of the key issues with the big players in the fire industry. This edition of the podcast is sponsored by Safety Components, the world's leading developer and producer of FR materials. Today, our guests are Jeremy Metz, Deputy Chief of Administration at West Metro Fire Rescue in Lakewood, Colorado, and Peter Clada, a professional firefighter from the Fire Department of Vienna. Today, we'll be comparing firefighting techniques in the US and Europe, and our conversation started by us meeting our two guests, with Jeremy in Colorado telling us about his job and his location. Yes, well, uh, thank you for having me on this. It's uh, quite the honor to be here with you. Our fire district is located in the Denver metropolitan area in Colorado, and it's a mix of uh, urban and suburban and wildland interface areas, um, a big problem that we have here in the western part of the United States. I've been in the fire service for over 32 years. I started as a firefighter in the Air Force and uh, been lucky enough to uh, promote um, through the ranks and have a lot of different experience in my career from being a, um, a technical rescue operator, worked on busy fire engines or heavy rescue, uh, EMS system, been promoted to a district chief. And uh, finally, my role now is a, a deputy chief administration. I'm really oversee a lot of the uh, support services for the fire department, including securing all of our protective equipment, our fire apparatus, and um, other things along those lines. So very pleased to be with you here today. Thank you very much. And Peter, what about you? I'm a professional firefighter from the fire department of the Vienna. This is the capital city of Austria, and here are living about 9 million citizens. I started my career as a volunteer firefighter 25 years ago, now I am a professional firefighter for about 12 years. As a division commander, I am responsible for about 300,000 citizens and about 250 professional firefighters. I am also responsible for the procurement of the personal protective equipment for all professional firefighters in the city of Vienna. And I also take the operational management in the event of a major ma- da- damage. So it was interesting before we got started to see that you two guys know each other, even though you're, what, eight time zones apart. How do firefighters in Colorado and Austria get to meet? Jeremy and me, we got to know each other at the leadership development program in the Netherlands. Actually, this, this was organized by the FEU. This is the Federation of European Fire Officers. This is an independent professional body of 24 European fire officer associations or state fire services. And the mission of the FEU is to share and to exchange knowledge to deliver the best life and fire safety to the citizens in Europe. And over that, the aim is to enhance fire safety for citizens, improve firefighter safety, provide expertise for European bodies, share good practice and support cross-border initiatives. And that's why to, to share this knowledge and to see more uh, across the borders, there are also fire officers from the US. And that's why Jeremy also entered this program. And so we got to know each other a few months ago. And to add to that, I'm very fortunate to have been selected. Um, the FEU has been collaborating with the Metropolitan Fire Chiefs Association here in the United States, and uh, they've been doing this for a couple of years. And for this year's FEU, Officer Development Program, 
they were looking for a uh, candidate uh, chief officer to go experience uh, the FEU officer development program and, and share some of our experiences from the American Fire Service. And uh, I was very fortunate to be uh, selected for that. Um, that's where, again, Peter and I met. That was in, in June of, of this year. and Just a, a wonderful experience and wonderful colleagues to meet and share uh, share our experiences with. Before we get on, I want to talk about PPE, but I'm really interested to just dig into a bit more about uh, the two of you and your experiences. What have you found in what Europe's known for when it comes to firefighting and what the US is known for? And and how about the differences? Is there is there any difference between how people on different continents fight fires? Yeah, I, I'll start. Um, I think, you know, and I was the only American over at Arnhem at the Officer Development Program. Believe me, I had a lot of questions from my European colleagues of, why we do the things we do in the United States is, you know, from a firefighting perspective. And certainly, you know, it generated a lot of good, healthy discussions. I think um, the, the perception is that we're known for being very aggressive interior firefighters in the United States. I mean, for ever since the beginning of my career, our mantra in American Fire Service is, you know, we're going to risk a lot to save a lot. That's something that we know when we raise our hand, we swear an oath to be a firefighter that, you know, it is a risky occupation. And, and unfortunately, sometimes people don't come home. And I, I will say that we've become a lot more educated in the United States Fire Service to understand more modern fire dynamics. We've had a lot of research um, done in the United States. Um, I'll have to commend um, the uh, UL uh, FSRI, the Fire Service Research Institute. They've done tremendous amount of research-based um, fire um, activities in the fire service to let us get better information on how to our, do our job more safe and a more effective manner with, without always being that aggressive interior firefighting. So in my organization, in my area, we've seen a shift in, in how we have done business. Um, we're not always the, you know, charge in as quick as we can in, into a, a fire, interior fire environment. Um, we're taking a, taking a step back. We're using offensive exterior attack techniques. And, uh, I think that's something that, you know, we could have, it was a good conversation and we learned from our European colleagues in that way. Uh, so we certainly are known, admittedly, for being uh, very aggressive interior firefighters um, here in the American Fire Service. I would also agree with Jeremy because when we were talking about the differences between the U.S. and the European fires, I have to say that also in Europe we have a lot uh, of countries and a lot of different types of firefighting systems and, and how the fire system works. But overall, you could say that fire departments work very similar. They are just um, some probably they, they adopt some tactics because also the, the construction building methods are, are more kind of different in, in Europe than, than it is in the U.S. And that's what's quite was quite interesting to to learn from Jeremy how they, they they do this. And also we don't have this experience when it comes to wildfire as well to, to to forest fires, to wildland firefighters, because this is something that started just a few years ago in Europe in that in a huge um, a huge amount of, of, of fire of, of forest fires. So we have a lot to, to learn uh, about these fires and how to interact with this. 
What is in Europe is very common for volunteer firefighters. For example, I mean, in Austria we have 9 million inhabitants and uh, 350,000 volunteer firefighters. I think that uh, European fire the departments strive to develop firefighters as universally as possible and members of the U.S. fire departments are often assigned to specific vehicles does a specific tasks such as firefighting or, or rescue units and this is something I think a, a, a very different from, from the U.S. because we don't have this squad units or like this because our fighter firefighters are very educated in the same way and, and not in a for a specific task. And, and I must say, you know, in, in big cities, large metro cities in the United States, I think as a very accurate statement where firefighters could serve most of their career either on an engine company or a rescue company or a truck company, and they have very specific tasks that they do. You know, engine is, is hose line work, firefighting, truck companies, you know, laddering, ventilating, uh, searching, those type of things. I would say like that is true for most of metropolitan fire departments in the United States. We do also have a large volunteer firefighting force that covers a lot of the rural areas of the United States and a lot of our suburban fire departments. We also have to be, you know, skilled at a lot of different things and 63% of Firefighters in the United States are involved in EMS in one level or the other, whether the advanced life support paramedic. So sometimes you'll see a firefighter that's on a ambulance or medic unit one shift, an engine the another the next shift, and a, and a truck company, you know, the next shift. So I don't think that goes across the board for all fire departments in the United States, but um it is correct to the point. Now, I said I wanted to talk about PPE, and what I'm interested in is when I see uh, firefighters, when I'm walking through on vacation in Van- Manhattan, for example, and then I see firefighters in Los Angeles, they're in different uh, um, clothing, and then when I see firefighters in different parts of Europe, they're wearing different uniforms, different clothing. Is that just how it looks, or is there a difference between... Between the PPE in different countries and, and why might that be? Yeah, actually there is a difference. I once uh, tried to, to compare the different standards from the NFPA to the European standards and actually you could say that in Europe it, it is quite difficult to compare these protective clothes because they use in the standards different test methods. In Europe you, you test the heat transfer and the thermal radiation uh, as well as the, in the NFPA, you have the thermal protective performance. So that shows that there is a difference. You cannot compare these standards uh, on its own, but you can say that the clothes actually protect in the same way, although the layer structure in the U.S. is it's probably thicker and it generates a better heat protection. The clothing is heavier and the water vapor permeability is therefore lower. That is the main uh, differences, I would say. And there's also what we use in Europe is the resistance to chemicals. This is just um, tested in the European standards. So there are some differences. It's nearly the same, but you cannot compare it directly one-to-one. And what I didn't uh, explain in my intro is um, I've been involved in the National Fire Protection Association, or NFPA, PPE standards for well over 15 years. Um, I'm the chair currently of the Special Operations protective clothing and equipment standards. So what I would say, Peter, is really, you know, hit a lot of this is we in in the United States and largely in Canada, we really rely on the NFPA consensus standard process to develop the standards, the minimum standards 
uh, highlight that word minimum standards of, of what all firefighters use in essentially North America. So inherently, you know, you see these standards in regards to structural firefighting, uh, PPE, the thermal protective performance or TPP test. Um, we, we also have a total heat loss test and we do have some chemical penetration test with, within our moisture barriers and our, and our gear. So the interior aggressive firefighting in America based on some of our differences in building construction. We have a lot of lightweight building construction in the United States. We have demanded a more thermally uh, protective set of PPE, so that does make it somewhat more bulky, heavier fabrics, and, and more stringent requirements from that. But a lot of times the difference that you see that you're talking about earlier, you know, from the East Coast to the West Coast is, you know, there's a lot of different uh, design differences in uh, some of this gear, the color of the outer shell, there's a terribly wonderful debate in the American Fire Service of what should the uh, the outer shell color be. Should it be black? Should it be tan? Should it be yellow? At the end of the day, you know, it, it all meets these minimum in FPA requirements, and then each individual organization, you know, has the ability to choose some differences. Do they want a higher TPP? They're looking at a more higher performing outer shell or more thermal liner performance, um, but they also make sure they have heat loss, you know, to really try to regulate the, the firefighters' heat distribution and, and body temperature. So, my gosh, we could go on probably for hours talking about helmets. That's probably one of the most wonderful debates we have between European PPE and, and United States PPE is our helmets, but maybe that's for another podcast. Yes, we'll get you back on that one. But my therefore, my question, I guess, is where do you see the future of PPE in your respective locations moving? Are there trends you're starting to see happening as PPE evolves? And, and do you see actually some of the ideas or, or some of the things that you, for example, might see in Europe, Jeremy, or, or vice versa, Peter, that, that actually suggests that there might be a coming together or does it need to be specific PPE for specific locations? Uh, actually, I would say what we are observing in general that uh, that we have here, in, especially in the cities, more and more very hot days and that, that is what Jeremy was talking about, about the heat stress. So this is a major problem at firefighting and that therefore what I would say that the development goes into more lighter and more comfortable PPE to save our fighter fighters from this problem with the heat stress. And anyhow, we are also now developing a special PPE for technical things or for fire forests because you always have would need some special specific uniforms for a specific task. Yes, of course, you can learn from each other. And I think that for just for firefighting, I would say that this is very close to each other, this PPE. And I would say that 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 could be uh, one standard as well. Yes. And I would add to that, I think the answer for us and the United States Fire Service really shows itself in this NFPA needs assessment that was conducted in 2021, surveyed a lot of fire departments in the United States. 63% 63% of fire departments respond to EMS or medical aid calls. 69% respond to hazardous materials incidents. 87% uh, respond to wildfire or wildland urban interface or WUI incidents. And 50% respond to technical rescue. Within these numbers, the different, very different operations, 
because of my involvement in the NFPA standards, I'm seeing a, a really big shift in most of my career. We've used our structural PPE for almost every hazard there was out there. And we're starting to really see a shift based on the heat strain of the firefighter, some of the contaminants that we face that we know are not getting out of our gear with washing and laundering. We're starting to see some lighter weight gear. So we have looked to our European colleagues for some of their designs, what I call the multi-mission garment that could be a, a, a PPE ensemble that's usable in a wildland interface environment, a technical rescue environment, and perhaps a, a medical incident. So we're really seeing multiple sets of PPE being used by our firefighters now. Fascinating stuff there from our guests, Jeremy Metz, Deputy Chief of Administration at West Metro Fire Rescue in Lakewood, Colorado, and Peter Glada, a professional firefighter from the Fire Department of Vienna. And that's it for this latest Firecast. Thanks again for listening, and thanks again to our sponsors, Safety Components. If you enjoyed it, share it with your colleagues and give them the value of Jeremy's and Peter's knowledge too. We'll be back with another Firecast soon. Firecast is produced and presented by Paul Hutton and is an MDM publishing podcast in association with International Firefighter Magazine.